I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. fucking Mark Twain shit, because it's definitely getting chisel on your tombstone. thought you were gonna go clap in three two one and then like then do the countdown i don't know why <laughs> oh <laughs> okay <laughs> all right all right clap in three two one Hello, everybody, and thank you for listening to episode 15 of Who Will Survive Horror Podcast. This is your host, Paul, and with me, as always, is co-host, Marco. What's happening? What is up? How you doing, man? Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. I'm excited to uh, take on this, this episode here with a little yes. bit of a redirection of our original plan. Right. Right. Uh, we originally, we were going to have a guest for this episode and just kind of talk about his stuff and um, some things happened and he couldn't make it, so we decided to just push on. I won't say who it is, so we don't uh, <laughs> hurt his feelings. Ouch! Or them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm sure. I'm sure that we'll have him on. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. You know, no, postpone cool this, but uh, yeah. I mean, it, here's the thing, right? Like we had the two movies that we we're going to talk about today, plus our future events, and then now it's like, okay, when he's when he got, does come back on, we could pick another two movies, and I'm hoping that. We get we continue the genre that we are, were in today, which was like, uh, and we'll get into that soon. 
um, because I love revisiting stuff from like far as I can remember, you know. Sure, and I was actually thinking that these two movies have sort of a franchise to them mm -hmm. that it would be cool to down the road do like number two of both movies and at least oh, as far as you can go with it. There you go. Perfect. Uh, so Perfect. The, the yeah. two movies are the first installment in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre series and yes. in the Piranha franchise. So yes. the original and then, uh, TCM and Piranha. Yeah, the Texas Chainsaw is what you and I both had on our top ten horror yeah, movies yeah. of all time, and of course, it, it, that is on a lot of people's lists. And uh, it's it's hard to it's hard to fathom that anybody wouldn't have it on there, and how much of an impact that movie had. And um, and also Piranha too. Piranha is you know comes off the cuffs of Jaws, which you know which is like the fear of the water kind of stuff. And uh, this this one got me. As a kid, more I guess paranoid than Jaws ever did is mm -hmm. is the original Piranha. Yeah. Yeah, it feels a little bit more close to home with mm -hmm. Piranha. A lot more violent. A lot more violent. Sure. I, yeah. Know. And yeah. Uh, and Texas Chainsaw Massacre was actually my number one movie, which I, yeah. I still I feel like that one's probably not going to be dethroned because I'm mm -hmm. I'm cautious with my top 10 <laughs> movies as well like i was talking to my son about this over the weekend because he watched both of these movies with me and mm -hmm. he has seen text chainsaw massacre a bunch of times with me and we went to the theater once to actually see it a year or two ago year and a half ago yeah and uh we both had never seen piranha and so we i uh, watched it kind of half watched it while i was on my phone doing other stuff Very easy to do yeah, <laughs> yeah earlier this <laughs> week and then i watched it with him full attention this mm -hmm. weekend but we were talking about how I'm, I'm careful to not overdo it with my favorite movies yes. and watch them on yes. a regular basis. Like, it might seem corny to some people, but I only no, watch I do the same thing. I only watch yeah. Halloween when it's Halloween time. Like specifically, Absolutely. I always watch Halloween on Halloween. Yeah, and yeah. no, that makes probably not going to watch it yeah. any other time of year unless it's for a podcast or something. Exactly. No, it makes perfect sense to not overdo and overplay, especially like mm -hmm. on a top ten list. And yeah, you want to keep it fresh and new and. Uh, and then you know sometimes like when when people say what's your favorite horror film of all time right it's you know we go to the staples you know halloween texas Tex chainsaw because you know it's hard to replace those and right. but at the same time as we're doing this podcast and as we get deeper and deeper in our episodes and more movies that we watch i'm man my my list of like favorite movies are is growing that yeah it's would I ever dethrone one of my favorites? Like maybe maybe the bottom five of right. my top ten, I would, yes. But top sure, five yeah. is going to be pretty solid going to and, and I think that when we do our review again this year mm -hmm. of our top ten, if anything was dethroned, yeah, I, I actually have some that have are going to be removed from my last year's list to what I've seen this year. Yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. It's it's definitely changing the shape of what my favorite ones are and uh, more specifically than the top 10 but in say like the top 25 oh, or yeah. 30 or something if you expand it out then so many things that have come out since 2010 i would say i mm -hmm. can fit into that list of of things which i already had a few things like turbo kid and that was specifically what started the conversation with my son as i was going and i haven't watched turbo kid in a long time like i really right i'm starting to miss that movie you know <laughs> yeah 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 because, uh, you know, I haven't seen it in so long because I try not to overdo it. I mean, you know, I own it, plus it's on Netflix and Amazon. It's so easy to just be like, eh, instead of taking yep. a chance on this movie, I could watch Turbo Kid again. But but that's just such a fun movie, too. Like, yeah, and then it just starts getting watered yeah. down. 
Yeah, yeah, but that that's a movie like Turbo Kid is not a necessarily a Halloween-ish movie where it's like, you know, when it gets colder and fall's coming, you, you tend to try like, oh, I'm going to watch Halloween and watch these things. But yeah. like Turbo King, and to me, like Deathgasm is like that. I can watch that any time of the year. <laughs> I can, you know, sure, yeah. definitely just, just put it on and have fun because it's such a great laugh, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So speaking of Halloween, uh, we can mm-hmm. segue into our talk about... Since we don't have our guest on to talk about his show and his history of podcasting and all those usual bullshit that mm-hmm. we would talk about, with right, someone right. is uh, we're going to talk about what we are planning to do for our first Halloween season as a podcast. Yes. And since our, our first official episode came out in November of last year, so we didn't get to fully do Halloween, although we did kind of a bonus episode on another mm-hmm. another show on the Raw Live and Unedited Network from way back then. But uh, yeah, so this will be our first Halloween. So I had this crazy idea based off of everyone always trying to be creative with their what movies they're going to watch for Halloween time. Right. And so last year we did the show where we picked like our favorite Halloween movies and we all kind of did different lists, you, Rich, and I, where I did... Halloween specific themed movies and then you did movies that were not Halloween themed but just fun to watch at that time of year and then Rich did more right. classic movies that he likes for that time of year. Just the general horror fan, right, right. Yeah, so I think well, what I wanted to do this year was kind of meld those ideas all back together but actually get into reviewing them as opposed to on that show we hadn't all seen each other's movies mm-hmm. and this time I want us to actually watch all the movies and then at least have a little bit of a talk about them and see did we like these or not and it's it's kind of a cool way to force us to watch stuff that we haven't seen right check and, things off our list right and also to get into um, that Halloween spirit of trying to do like the 31 movies now the only difference is we're not going to sit down October 1st and then watch the 31st movie on October 31st like we're right. going to actually start this in September so we can start recording and then get all of our all of our movies reviewed on episodes and get them out before the end of October. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the the goal is to split it up into five shows. Uh, we just have to kind of work out the schedule for that. Cool. No, so I, I'm excited, be, man. Yeah. yeah, I know it's going to be cool and I think it works out to six per show with one bonus so whether we we'll have to see how that goes and maybe we can do it on one specific show or we can just do like a little 30 minute one on the bonus episode or bonus episode for Mm -hmm. the 31st movie something stupid you know and uh yeah (laughs) i thought it'd be fun to kind of talk about what this idea is for us let people know and then kind of get a little bit of interest in in this and we can kind of share it as we build our lists for what we want to do um so yeah do you do you have the the categories uh, like pulled up in front of you or anything as far as our our list goes our um yes like halloween what, one yeah uh okay so we're going to do the one of one of the groups of this list of 31 movies that we're going to review for the podcast is going to be five Halloween specifically themed movies. And so we're going to kind of go through some Halloween theme movies and actually pick out the five that we want to do right here without really having talked about it too much. Like we talked a little bit before the show, but we didn't, we didn't pick anything out. So 
Great. So I thought that'd be kind of a cool thing. And then as we build up to that, we can post more about our other lists and just kind of keep people in the loop as far as what we're going to do. But uh, before we actually pick the Halloween ones, uh, do you want to run through what the actual categories are going to be, how we're going to do these these uh, 31 picks for the month? Oh, sure. Yeah, so what we're going to do is uh, Paul and I are each going to pick five movies that we haven't seen. Right. We're And then so it's kind of like kind of check off our list, you know, of, of movies. So that, that's exciting. I want to do that. Mm-hmm. And then five movies that we have seen and that are just, you know, in that Halloween, um, I guess, excitement. You know, again, maybe our favorite movies to watch during that year, not necessarily Halloween themed, but then we're also, each of us are going to pick five movies of Halloween themed. So set in Halloween time. And I think that for the most part on that one, we're, we're going to stay away from the staples, right? We're going to stay away from. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, we're, we're only going to do yeah. five movies total of Halloween theme. So we each pick five. We haven't seen we each pick five. We have seen, and then that makes 20 movies. So then mm-hmm. we have, five Halloween theme movies that we're going to pick together right now. We yes. Five 2018 releases right. that we haven't reviewed on the show yet, and we're going to do those. And so that makes 30 movies total. And then for our 31st movie, we're going to... We want to throw it out to you guys. Yeah, we're going to make a poll with like three movies probably, maybe four, mm-hmm. and then put it up in our Facebook group or page or whatever and... and have people vote on that whichever one gets yeah. the most then that will be the 31st yes which yes. i have a good idea for that but we'll do the halloween thing first and if that doesn't go too long of us doing this then uh yeah <laughs> we'll get into picking what the bonus movie poll will be because i yeah, have a yeah, cool yeah. idea for that that i think you'll like cool no I, i'm i'm anxious to do this and like uh this is the challenge that i think we can do the 31 movie 31 uh, october uh you know the whole the whole thing that we've talked about before are like kind of traditions sure. that we that we go through and like one of mine is to watch a movie every day and never get past like day ten on <laughs> you know so um, putting this into show perspective I think this is this is good challenge and I, I like the fact that um, you and I will be watching sort sort of the same movies mm-hmm. and um, you know or or like uh, here here's five movies that Paul hasn't seen you know maybe he can you can catch up on stuff that I've seen and. And vice versa. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, all right. So I, I pulled up this. Um, I guess I don't even know how to give this guy credit, but it was a, a list sent to me from from my friend Dave Z, and apparently mm-hmm. it's a guy named Richard T. Uh, Letterbox D. But uh, he had done this cool ranking of Halloween theme movies. So we're going to yes. kind of go through those and just see if we can pick out five or so off of that. Without yes. picking the the main uh, you know, Halloween, we're not going to do creep show. We're not going to do trick or treat, right, uh, right? Stuff like that. We'll we'll keep it at least a little bit outside the box with maybe a couple of oddball ones. But so on this list, uh, that's on we're we're doing a little shared screen here of this. Uh, is there any off of this page that you can see here that that caught your attention? Yeah, there's one called Sludge. Um, oh, I kind of want to. Ex- oh, is that Sludge? Okay, I'm sorry. It's a little. Blurry on my screen. Yeah, that's um, it looks interesting. They just they, like I said, I'm a, I'm a sucker for art, mm-hmm. and I'm a sucker for you know anything that's cool looking, especially when I it reminds me of when I was a kid going into the video store and I would rent movies based on the image, the cover image of it. So, sure. you know, um, I'm a huge fan of like 
you know, just like monsters ripping people apart and stuff. And sometimes when it comes to animals, just like our movie today, Piranha, uh, you know, there's there's all kind of things. Now, I'm kind of curious in this Slugs movie if it's anything related to a Halloween theme. Well, I think, like, I think everything on this list at least takes place has at Halloween okay. time. Okay. Then uh, I, that, that's, so there's, yeah. there's definitely something, but it might not be Halloween theme per se, but it will take place during the Halloween season. Got it, got it. That was and I was curious. I'm actually about. intrigued by this as well because the director is the same guy that made the movie Pieces. Oh, which cool. I don't know yes, if you've, seen, if you've seen that one. I I have not seen it, but I know a lot about it. Okay, uh, so that is actually intriguing to me because I've never seen that, but I do like Pieces mm-hmm. quite a bit. Uh, for a little while, when I I hadn't seen Pieces until a few years back, and then when I saw it, I was like, "This is amazing!" And I was like, <laughs> "This is one of my top 15 movies or whatever." I was kind of an asshole about it. And I'm like, well, maybe settle down. (laughs) Settle Uh, down. (laughs) Yeah, I'm interested in that one. And then for me, well, we have Idle Hands, which is one that Mm -hmm. I brought up on the show we did last year. And Murder Party is one I brought up on the show we did last year. Yeah, see, Murder Party is going to be one of those movies that I'm going to put on my list of movies I haven't seen and want to see. So um, that'll either go on the Halloween list, which because it makes sense to go on the Halloween list since it is Mm -hmm. take place in Halloween. Or Mike, if it's not on our this this five that we do, then I'm gonna do it definitely on. Sure. Well, uh, what do you think about other top one? Either Idle Hands or Night of the Demons. I've only seen that once, and I thought it was pretty good, but I, I could I, definitely like revisit it if we if you wanted to do that one too. I love Night of the Demons. I'm a huge fan of the whole franchise. Okay. Um, because again, it's it's nostalgic for mm-hmm. me too. Um. <laughs> that's such a fun movie. Idle Hands is so cool too, though, at the same time. Right. But if I had, to, like, honestly, me being kind of old school, I'd go with Night of the Demons. Well, let's do that one and Slugs, and that will cover okay. two, like, pretty good 80s movies. Okay, perfect. Uh, well, maybe not good 80s movies, but <laughs> but good <laughs> representations <laughs> of the 80s. Because the other one, I think, was 88 it came up. 88, correct. All right, I'm writing down Night of the Demons... And slugs. We can skip over murder party because you said that you are most That's likely going a, to end up having it on your other one. Absolutely, was on my list as like number one list mm-hmm. to uh, on the other movies that we chose. Yeah. So some more modern ones. We have the movie Hellbent, mm-hmm. which was kind of going around earlier as a movie for a few people were covering it for Pride Month because it's a. Uh, a gay-themed slasher movie. Right, right. Um, there is also Tales of Halloween, which I think I had on my other one, my other okay. list that we did before. Okay, yeah. I've seen Tales of Halloween. Um, I've, I, The reason why I would pick Tales of Halloween is only to review it with you because I have so much to say about that. It's an anthology film. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how many. I think there are like 10, 10 different things. And... Yeah, um, that one might not be good for a short form review since it's like ten fucking short stories. Yeah, there's no and way to, I'm not, we to have yeah. to talk about each story for two minutes. <laughs> and I'm really not <laughs> a fan of it, and that's why it was like sure, one yeah. of those things like, hey, hey, Paul, there's a movie I don't like, mm-hmm. <laughs> so that might shock some people. But yeah, well, we um, could save that for a time <laughs> when we want something to debate. Like, uh, perfect, yeah. Like, why do you like this and why do you hate this type of exactly. show? Exactly, yeah. Um. Yeah, Hellbent is pretty good. I watched it last okay. year, but I watched it on like a, a kind of a low quality uh, rip of it, so mm-hmm. I might invest mm-hmm. in a better copy of that. Sure. Uh, let's see what else we have here. 
I don't know. I don't remember the Halloween theme of VHS, but I do love VHS. Yeah, VHS is great. Yeah, I don't think that's there. There's like a setting in Halloween itself. There's but, definitely uh, something Halloween if it's on this list. Yeah, uh, this movie, Burying the X. Have you ever heard of this one? No. I don't, I don't rem- remember all of the. Uh, again, I guess we just have to trust the list, and if it's on here, we can pick it. Yeah, so that's the this joy is, uh, about doing this. This, this is, is uh, made by Joe Dante. Yeah. Who made, Joe who Dante comes up later. Yeah. Movie tonight, Piranha. Yes. Uh, stars Anton Yelkin, Ashley Green, and Alexandra Daddario. So I don't know if you know who all those girls are, but and guy Anton Yelkin is like the guy that died a few years back. Right. And Ashley Green was in the Twilight movies, and Alexander Dario was in Texas Chainsaw 3D. Oh, cool! Yeah, I have not heard of this movie, um, which but Joe Dante is doing it, and I love everything he's done. Mm-hmm. Which which makes me like, yeah, I want to. Uh, okay, uh, can we put this one on there too? Is is one of the, the things? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Seems to have pretty mixed reviews, but I thought it was super fun. I bet you would like sure. this. Good. Um, all right. Well, we will trust the list. I think let's put this one on because this is a pretty okay. modern one. And I love all of these people in this movie. Oh, it is Dick Miller, too. Well, of course, because nice. it's a Joe Dante movie, right? Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, all right. So that is called Burying the X. It's kind of a horror romance Maybe, comedy. Yeah. I don't know if, if you can read the synopsis of it. but 2014. Yeah, um, uh, I can't. You know, honestly, it comes in a little fuzzy on my end. Yeah, it's okay. I uh, barely make it out. But it's uh, you know the guy's girlfriend is kind of controlling, and then she dies, and then he falls in love with this other girl, and then his his girlfriend comes back as like kind of a, a knowledgeable zombie, like she's she's uh, mm-hmm. aware, but she's a zombie and right. tries to like put inject herself back into his life, kind of thing. Cool. Alright. That's a little bit of a curveball there, so too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's so, not a zomcom though, right? Uh, <laughs> it's not not like on the same level. It's more not slapsticky. It's more uh, tongue in cheek, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I would say so. Uh, let, no, we'll, let's get into some of the lower end of the pole here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. We have Satan's Little Helper. We have All Hallows Eve by our yeah. our, our boy. Satan's Little Helper is your, is your movie. Um, yeah. That's also on my list, too. Oh, you have it on your list of... Of movies oh. I haven't seen and want to watch for this Halloween. Yeah. But it's okay. I mean... Yeah, that one's a pretty uh, a pretty wacky one. Yeah. It's definitely, like, not good, but it, it kind of... <laughs> it feels like a... Like, it, it feels very, like, made-for-TV. Yeah. But kind of, um, like, a little... You know, like, on the horrific end of a made-for-TV kind of thing? Sure. It's very weird and, and off-putting and, and, like, has this odd sensibility about it. And the kid's kind of a little asshole. <laughs> yeah. And you sort of, like, start rooting for him to die, but he doesn't die. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I saw Skinwalkers on there. Now, that's a movie that I've, I've been intrigued to watch, too. Have you heard anything about Skinwalkers? No. Scroll up a little. Yeah, I have directed by James Isaac creatures bound by the blood of the wolf that can kill with curses and move at lightning speed watching the night sky for the rise of the blood red crescent moon so it's something to do with wolves apparently cool werewolf yeah hmm interesting just keep that in the back of your mind that's 2006 so oh it's got the guy that played casey jones in it elias cotillas i like him yeah uh all right so do we want to add satan's little helper yeah i I, I, yes, I, That's I a, like a good um, Halloween theme one. Yeah, cool, cool. And I'm not a serial killer. 
There's that one, and I've seen Hayride on here too. Um, Hayride is, is a movie that I explored last year, but I, I did we didn't have time and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I, I, have you have you thought about Hayride at all? Have you heard anything about it? Um, the name sounds familiar. Okay. Did you actually see it or? Yeah, it's on here. It's right, right there. Uh, <laughs> I know this is like for podcasting. Uh, I know scroll it's up, I think. <laughs> or scroll down, I think it is. Um, ooh, where is it? <laughs> the hazing. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Hayride. Hayride. Now, I believe, at, again, okay, so reviewing or, or checking out this movie, Hayride, it's more or less like a, it seems like a convict comes back and more like a slasher kind of deal. Um, mm-hmm. Looked pre- look pretty interesting. It has, oh, um, well, Halloween Return Home Halloween Forces. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just one of those movies that keeps coming up on my list like all the time. Every time I'm trying to explore, so I'm wondering if you've heard anything about or had any interest in watching Hayride. No, but I think that could be a doable one. Okay. I think it, this this kind of almost turns into a little bit of the not intentionally bad choices like Christmas movies, but it's like <laughs> yeah, let's just throw it on, and if it sucks, it sucks. If it doesn't. But, that's the beauty about it. We have 31 yeah. movies, man. It's w- a couple of them. Uh, in the horror genre, you know, there, there's there's going to have those. But, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes even the movies that are just, like, horrible, like I said in our Christmas episode, they're still worth talking about. And uh, I think we have a lot of fun breaking them down, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, cool. So that actually gives us five. That would be Night of the Demons, Slugs, Burying the X, Satan's Little Helper, and Hayride. Yeah. That's a good start. What do you think? Yeah. Because there's a few on there, like if you've seen, and I've a few on that I've seen, and then both of us haven't seen it at all, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, definitely, yeah, I like that. And cool. then, so we went through the other categories. I can uh, I can throw this idea up here, and then we can decide the actual movies later. But okay, uh, for the three movies to make our Facebook poll, and the 31st movie, it could be. Uh, I was thinking bad fifth movies of a franchise. Oh. And I don't know why five. I, I guess I was thinking because it, it would be five episodes to do this. And oh, so I see. It would be the bad, like, basically franchises that have a fifth movie that sucks mm-hmm. in it. <laughs> and we could open it up to, like, a whole bunch of them. But the three that I pulled were Seed of Chucky, <laughs> Le- Leprechaun in Da Hood, and uh-huh. Uh-huh. Wrong Turn 5. Okay. <laughs> which Wrong Turn 5 is supposed to be, like, fucking god-awful. And it has the Doug Bradley... Like slumming it super hard in that movie. Yeah, um, I've never actually seen it, but I heard that it's complete shit. So this is yeah, this is a uh, a list if you put on there. This is a torturous list because all three movies are god awful. But one of them that is in, um, the most entertaining out of all of them, of course, is Leprechaun <laughs> in oh. the Hood. Uh, you know that would be the one but I want to watch just because I want to have fun. But even uh, Seed of Chucky has a lot of fun. It's just like no, it's, it's almost like too funny. It's so re over the top. Yes, <laughs> it's so over Agreed. the top that you're just like, what is this? What happened? You know, you I put right. my head down sometimes. I I'm so ashamed of Seed of Chucky, but at the same time, I watch it. You know, right, right. So <laughs> we we won't accept uh, Friday the Thirteenth Five or no, that's a good one, yeah. Or Halloween Five because it's at least decent. <laughs> Right. Uh, so I guess maybe we'll put it up with those three. Okay. I'll put it up on Facebook, and then if people want to add ones, like if anyone tries to be an asshole and add Friday the Thirteenth Five, they're <laughs> like, "Fuck that movie!" Then I'll, just, <laughs> I'll right. take it down, and I will shame them. Yeah. Yeah. Then I'll tell Damien Maffei where they live, and he'll come. They were right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No. He's the defender of that movie. Yeah, I think uh, I- I'm gonna predict that I think 
that uh, Leprechaun will win out of that poll. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Seed of Chucky is, yeah, is that, also. It's basically it's 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 like we're saying. All right, we'll take one of these. I mean, we already put Hayride on this list, so who knows how bad this is going to be? <laughs> right. So exactly. And that was like a two point three out of five on Letterboxd. So. I know. I saw. I, it, and um, it kind of looks a little bit homemade at the same time too. But we'll yeah. see. Yeah. Well, they can't all be winners. I know. We spend most of the time just picking shit that we like and that we know, know. <laughs> isn't going to be hard on us. So. Well, that's that's kind of true. Um, there's a lot of themes that'll catch my eye, and I just want to mm-hmm. watch that theme versus, right. you know. And then all of a sudden, like, um, you know, some of them will be actually like, "Oh my god, that was really cool," even though the quality was kind of bad, you know. And, and we discussed quality a lot of times with budget and everything. But all in all, you know, they're all movies. Um, a lot of them. A lot of bad movies are all, they just do the slasher role, which I think that Hayride might, you know, end up being just a, uh, just a mindless slasher, but we'll see. Sure, yeah. Might shock us. Might have a, a deep story in there somewhere where we can break it down. Well, it, it made this guy's top 100, so. Cool. It's, it's yeah. at least better than a lot of other movies. Yeah, yeah, for being a top <laughs> list, not just a list. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that actually is going to be fun. So, we'll probably... What's the date now? Is uh, the 20th of August. So we'll probably at least yes. have one more of these episodes where maybe we can get into more of that before mm-hmm. we actually start doing the episodes for this. Yeah. So and, um, we'll probably have like are episode we 16. We'll do something else. And then it will probably start at episode 17. Cool. And are we going to post our, our 31 list for anybody that wants to like kind of oh, watch yeah, and yeah. check yeah, off? We'll, yeah, we'll cool. definitely. I think as we decide to fill in the blanks, we can kind of keep updating it through our Facebook polls our Facebook page and through our Instagram and all that nice. stuff. Nice. So yeah. I'll keep yeah. it kind of updated through all that shit as well. Cool. Um, just kind of keep people in, in the loop of what we're deciding on and then, mm-hmm. you know, maybe somebody doesn't listen to every one of our episodes, but then they'll see, hey, you know, if you're going to do this one and that one and that one, I'd like to hear that talked about. So. Yeah, because out of you know, 31 movies. To, oh, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say out of thirty-one movies, it's gonna catch somebody's eye as like, oh, I've seen that, or yeah, one of yeah. them is my top movie, stuff like that. So, right, and I end up having to cherry pick on some podcasts, like they put out a lot of episodes, like we do. Mm-hmm. It's like every once in a while, I'm like, oh man, I just can't get to this one right away, and I gotta listen <laughs> to something else first. So, exactly, I know, but that's just how it goes. Uh, exactly. All right, so, I think that's pretty good for now. Uh, I don't want to get into too much because I. I feel like I know a few that are going to make my list, but I want to mm-hmm. kind of build it as a whole thing and then kind of cross-reference with you and make sure we're not picking the same things by some it, random chance, too. So Yeah, and we will, and you and I will pick the same ones, but, again, that's like I have a few, like I mentioned. That's why I mentioned, like, um, Murder Party and, and Satan's, you know, Hello Helper, because I, I know those are, like, solidified on my things that I want to push and, and watch. So, um, mm-hmm. I did want to know where you stood on those two. So, yeah, no, this is good. Yeah. Well, they're both definitely um, ones that I like as a Halloween theme. Mm-hmm. But Murder Party is much more of, like, just a really good movie. Yeah. And if you take out the Halloween theme, it's, just, you know, the other one's not really. It's like I said, it's, it's like watching a, a fucking a TV special that they only play on Halloween or something. Or <laughs> right, right. Like one of those kind of things. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, why don't we take a break here? We will uh, play some song that I haven't decided yet on what that will be. <laughs> and then we'll come back and we'll talk about our good buddy Joe Dante's Piranha yes. 
from 1978. Okay, we are back, and we are going to talk about our first movie for tonight, which I guess we never even really brought this up in the beginning, but the whole idea of this show was about summertime horror movies, mm-hmm. and you know we just kind of wanted to pick a couple that weren't necessarily summer camp movies, but that were pretty popular movies that were you know known as being a summer horror movie, and uh, unfortunately the summertime is a little bit busy, so... We didn't get yeah. to get into too many summer movies, and we talked about it a little bit on the last show with some of the summer comedy movies and shit that we yeah. liked. But uh, so that's why we ended up picking Piranha because both you and I had technically never seen it. I think you said like you probably saw it, maybe not even all at once when you were oh, per- super young and just didn't even remember it. That's the thing. It's like I remember watching Piranha as a kid, but never revisited for almost thirty years. Like mm-hmm. literally. 
I don't think I watch it, uh, you know, until late, you know, for the show. That it's, but it's always been like, yeah, I I, I watched that movie and and uh, like forgot all about it, you know, because uh, I I was more interested in the second Piranha, um, the one I think James Cameron direct, directed. Okay. And uh, because I had flying fish and all that stuff, and I, I think that was the talk of the town when I was little, going to school, uh, talking about Piranha and, and how cool it was and everything. But the first one evaded me a little bit. But as uh, upon watching, I remembered a lot of the scenes. I remembered a lot of the movie. Um, but it's good to revisit this kind of movie because how, how I mentioned in the beginning was, um, yeah, summertime movies, and you have these summer things like Jaws, right? And any kind of slashers is, is almost considered a, uh, a summer movie and um piranha would be like a very good refreshing movie to take away uh that is not a typical slasher of course yeah um, well and i mean it, it definitely introduces the summer element because yeah the, you know obviously the whole thing is taking place in water and mm -hmm. or around water there's the whole uh, Jaws ripoff scenario of the town <laughs> is having their big fucking beach bash thing <laughs> that all Identical, the people are going to yeah. be in the water yeah, and yeah. also the the guy's kid is at summer camp, which of mm -hmm. course they're in the same water. Like a lot of shit goes on in this water. Yeah, system. the you still got the politics involved, right? You got right. just like just like the comparison to Jaws, uh, where the guy doesn't want to shut it down because there's dangerous prawn. He scoffs at it, and then all of a sudden, when everybody get, becomes under attack, it's oh, everything you know, it's too late. People are dying and whatnot. Um, right. This right. was, and also I I don't. Like I said, I don't know the history too much in the army base uh, scientific warfare kind of stuff where where this where these piranhas were being bred as sure. you know like the army kind of stuff you know like the bio warfare I don't know what they call it uh, uh, the the army interfering and, and having like a secret base and all of a sudden of course they get out and they're mutating fish and becoming like like piranha or uh, fresh or uh, where the uh, saltwater fish. And they bred yes. them to be both uh, freshwater and saltwater, so they can inhabit everywhere. And, and it stems back to like the Vietnam War because this movie start uh, uh, was in 1978. So you're, you know, uh, four years out uh, fresh of the Vietnam War. So there's still that era of movies being made where that kind of attitude is prevalent, you know. And uh, yeah, it definitely it has a lot of that that 70s that the the government is doing shit mixed with the the army with the local government and whatever because mm -hmm. that's that's the big difference between this and jaws is that yeah you have the military presence and the military is working hand in hand with the local government to kind of keep the whole thing under wraps and not yes not let people know what's happening which seems stupid because he had to have known that it was going to get there eventually so <laughs> eventually it Great. was going to backfire but yeah um, yeah, so it follows that same yeah. idea, though, where they have these killer fish, and then they figure out, and then they try and tell the, the mayor that they got to shut this beach party down. And Yikes. Of course, he doesn't want to because it's this big fundraiser and, and going to make him super popular and help him exactly. get reelected and shit. All politics, man. I'm telling you, nothing's right. changed. It really, really nothing's changed. Uh, watching old movies, you go, man, this shit still plays out today, you know? It's sure, still the yeah. thing. Um, well, that's, I was making yeah. a joke about that, to, to how... The way that all these 70s movies were saying, you know, oh, watch out in the future. The government's mm -hmm. going to interfere with this, that, and the other thing, and it's going to do all this stuff. And I think back then people were like, oh, this crazy movies and their government right. conspiracy ideas and whatever. <laughs> and then, right. like, nobody paid attention. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, they actually pulled it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 
it's great. Like we don't learn from anything, and our movies show mm-hmm. it. You know, our movies dictate life a lot of times, so um, or the attitude of the people and the governments and all that stuff. So now, but I don't remember this that theme being prevalent after or before that or after around the time. Mm-hmm. Again, this is this is a. Uh, I was only like two years old when this movie came out, so of course I saw it on TV when it was airing somewhere. Um, or maybe the drive-in double feature or something like that. But uh, right. two things stood out in this movie to me like the most. And, and, for, and um, of course, this has probably one of the best intro and the typical uh, horror movie intros ever. Um, the whole yeah. skinny dipping into, you know, the, the, the young couple goes up and it's middle of the night and they want to, you know, they're doing whatever and it's in the woods and they find this little pond where the fish are being bred in and they want to skinny dip in there and of course they get eaten alive and then the whole piranha uh, title comes out and it's a whole sequence so like one of the best intros I think mm-hmm. uh, to uh, for his old school um, 70s 80s genre of horror movies and then the second yeah. was the sounds of the piranha I, I remember that, that. Viv- yeah, vividly, like, one of those things, every time somebody would mention Piranha, I would just, like, imi- you know, mimic the sound of the, of the, you know, it's almost like 20% of the film that you hear that sound. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's, th- I remember that vividly as a kid, even, like, that was, that was scary, man. <laughs> the Piranhas in this movie are very scary, because they're vicious, yeah, and they, man, and, yeah. They don't show that much until, like, halfway through, mm-hmm. as far as, like, seeing any sort of piranha puppets or anything right, right. And, and for the time like it was really hard to, to do this the way that they even did it yeah. i think works pretty well oh it works but great the, yeah. But the, yeah the sound definitely adds to it because if they didn't have the right sound and you just see these <laughs> dumbass like fish on sticks jiggling around at the bottom of a <laughs> fucking raft chewing on ropes you'd be like well yeah that's dumb but the the way that that sound is it's like it's like panic inducing Yes. We were like, fuck, like, exactly. like giving me anxiety. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I, I think uh, um, just like you, how you kind of like watched it kind of like, you know, one eye open and stuff like this, like paying attention. Mm-hmm. And every time uh, the sound would come on, I'd glance over to the TV and be like, oh, hell yeah, you know. Uh, but I, and I, I, uh, I do remember as a kid playing, you know, like with G.I. Joe's and whatnot and actually like <laughs> making like uh, – playing piranha with my action figures and making the sound and picking oh, at their yeah, legs yeah. and like taking the paint off their legs and everything with uh with needles and all that stuff and imitating this movie you know mm-hmm. uh it, that, that's it's such a great it's a great like um staple in in horror movies in general especially like, the sure, animal yeah. horror movies you know well and that kind of became the sound that you know all other movies yes. including the ones from this series will do that same style mm-hmm. of sound you know so Mm-hmm. Uh, but I guess you know what some other things that I I liked about the movie, even though it feels weird and and forced for the sake of convenience. The yes, yes, the relationship between our our main <laughs> people, Paul and Maggie, is yeah, is fun. It just it does feel kind of like <laughs> just a major plot convenience of like, oh hey, I'm looking for these people, and you live on this land. I haven't seen them. Oh okay, well take me up to this dam where you said they might be. Okay, right. And then they just go off on an adventure together, and it, so right. it's kind of like I don't know that I believe that that was exactly how it went down, but <laughs> or would have gone down in real life, but it works just to push the movie along, you know. 
Yeah, and what and a lucky they, guy. I mean, he's sitting here, uh, the guy who plays Paul right. in the movie, he's sitting in his cabin, minding his own business, you know, eating fish, do whatever, and has his... Uh, yeah, alcohol that drunk yeah and this woman shows up and she's like you're gonna take me here and you're gonna because he's missing hikers and whatever because she works for like this company that does uh, uh tracing on on missing people and all of a sudden like mm-hmm. she knows this guy for five minutes and she's like uh I, when they come back to the cabin right right she's like uh so uh can i sit by you and and he's like okay whatever and all of a sudden she's like you know i've been trying to get under your your covers for like five minutes now like like sh- they just totally I don't know. Yeah. How awesome for that guy. I was just thinking like, that is cool, man. This guy just my own business. And a woman comes in and sleeps with him five minutes later. And right. like, something about guys, something about guys named Paul with beards. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> He's definitely got a pretty solid beard. He does. It, it was great. Um, but no, I just thought really, that was kind of It doesn't fun. really work that way for me, but I think it might be because <laughs> no. I, I don't have a giant belt buckle with a tucked in flannel shirt. Right. That's right. I think that's, that's the key. next step. Yeah. Yeah. That's absolutely key but i thought it was funny how that relationship the you know um the person who played or heather uh in the movie was just so fast in that relationship i think there was some missed timing there or like you said like how convenient how the plot just kind of just like kind of sped through and mm-hmm. really didn't explain a lot it was just like oh all of a sudden they're sleeping together uh, like yeah I, I don't where did i miss did i miss something yeah mm-hmm. but that's that's um nineteen seventies editing right there for you at his best. <laughs> <laughs> but no, they I mean they are fun together. Absolutely. Where yeah. you know, he's kind of this reluctant drunk that just wants to be left alone and she's, you know, the ambitious young person trying to find these other people and mm-hmm. then they meet uh, the mad scientist who's the guy that, that bred these piranha, played by Kevin McCarthy. One of my favorite actors. I loved no. him. Yeah. Yeah, and he was wild in this movie, but the he one was. the one big thing that I hated about in in not necessarily his performance but like in the character right was when they so you know the long story short they end up on a raft and they're going down the river and he's coming <laughs> with them yeah to get to the dam to close it so that the piranha can't get through. Well, they come upon a kid who's in a canoe and his dad got eaten by a piranha and the canoe's about to sink. <laughs> yeah. He's like I'll jump in and save the kid and I'm like they're <laughs> There was no like all he did was make it worse. <laughs> he did made it so worse. He's yeah. five, they're five feet away from the kid. He jumps in, gets eaten, takes the kid, throws it like <laughs> I did too. I yeah. uh, that because I'm like even if you got to the kid before the piranha got you, what were you gonna do? Yeah, like swim with the kid in the water, and then he would have gotten eaten as well. So the yeah, kid he didn't totally even, made it worse. Totally made it worse. The totally kid didn't get great. rescued till the fucking raft got there, anyways. So then he's I all know. bloody. And then, like, just laying on the raft dead, bleeding out, and the piranha are all drawn to it, and then they start ripping the fucking raft apart. Yeah. And they're about to go down because of that, so he just yeah, ruined yeah, everything. Yeah. <laughs> he ruined everything, because, yeah, I, uh, I I still don't understand that writing at all. Yeah. But, you know. <laughs> but, no, he was great before he, you know, comes, he's the crazy scientist that's shut in there, and he's breeding mm-hmm. these piranha to be smarter and faster and stronger and live in fresh water and in cold temperatures and... Yeah, these weird bloodthirsty monsters, and then his lab. Somehow there's these like CGI piranha that are walking around, but they didn't really have CGI, so it was just it was stop whatever, motion. Yeah, layered stop motion. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was at some point. Um, I thought that 
that lab and all the creatures that were like kind of in the jars and everything and then that one mm-hmm. that was walking around that was more interesting to me than the actual movie itself of course i know and then they um, never came back up it was like no you it see was all just these a weird <laughs> piranha that are living outside of water and then they yeah. leave and they're still there i guess yeah it was <laughs> just to prove that that there was scientific experiments going on and of course the the army or it's it's all military uh mm-hmm. Biochemical, not biochemical, but like a, d- a different kind of warfare, of course. But yeah, I, I want to see uh, a movie spinoff from that one creature that was in the lavatory walking around with the stop motion. I want to see yeah, no. that movie where that creature grows up to be like this 19 foot, you know, creature that lives in the swamps and terrorizes people. The land that'd be piranha. kind of a cool. <laughs> that'd be kind of cool if there was a tie-in somewhere. Yeah, we need a land piranha movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> piranha gator. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like Sharknado Six just uh, aired, and uh, <laughs> they do some crazy shit. I mm. wish they could go back and do something else. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and I also like the they kind of added the extra summer summer camp where mm-hmm. Paul's daughter goes to. Yes, and they give you just a little bit of it to kind of make you care about the kids and the you're like, oh, you start to recognize a few kids' faces and like. Right. Give the campers a little bit of a story for a minute, only to have them doing inner tube races and all pretty much get slaughtered by the fucking <laughs> piranha when they get to the dam. That was great, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> the, they, uh, the, they like they massacred a lot of those kids. There was a lot they of dead did. bodies yeah. there. Yeah, the, the the body count in this movie is pretty high. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, right away there was like five or six innocent people here, but once the piranha reached the summer camp, like I said, uh, it escalated, and then of course the climax of the film when it was when it hit the resort that little well first off that lake is filthy and people were like laying in the know. tubes and it was like green slimy water all around them uh-huh, i know. was just like ah oh, this is not a resort this sucks but anyway yeah, they're like they're um, downstream from a fucking government facility i know you know they're dumping some shit and then oh. obviously they got killer piranha yeah it was Oh, I love it. At the same time, I love it, right? Um, yeah, it's like the low-budget uh, resort. <laughs> exactly. They, I mean, they really took Jaws and just like just uh, turned it on its head, especially with every level. But yeah. uh, no, there was there was some cool scenes. Um, like I said, when the uh, the whole attack scene. Uh, myself, I always this is why I always cringed at like older movies that they they spend way too much time in the editing room and they focus way too much time on certain scenes. Like like think the um, the summer camp. Or the camp uh, terrorizing scene where the kids doing the inner tube racing. I think that went on for like literally ten minutes of them, of like looping children getting out of the water, splashing in there, getting killed, like bloodied up and bitten, and then coming out of the water again, and then splashing and then bitten, and then again coming out of the water. It was like on rotate, and, it, and then that's what bugs me about those films. It's like yeah, I, we get it, we get it, we get it. It's like ten minutes of it. Let's let's uh yeah let's see, let's see something else. But you know. That's, that's well, and the as, as the series now. goes on with these, then it's it's really all about like the final massacre with them. Yeah, where the piranha actually get to the large group of people. Right. But as they go on, then I think the massacres start getting bigger and bigger. And and we had talked a little bit about how we had seen some of them, but not all mm-hmm. of them. And I think the one that I actually saw was like the most recent one with Danielle Panabaker. That's the 2009 version, I believe. Uh, I think even more recent. Oh, is it 2013? Okay, okay. okay. Uh, it was a 3D one, right? Uh, well, I'm finding it. 
Piranha 3 Double D, 3DD from 2012. That's the one. That's the one. Um, I. It's almost like, and again, I don't know if anybody agrees with me on this, but I, I did not see that on based on principle because mm-hmm. I don't like remakes at, at all. Um, and it was one of those things like Piranha. No, I don't want to see a modern version of Piranha, uh, especially with a title like that. <laughs> oh, see, it's it's a 3.8 on IMDb, and I actually thought it was pretty fun. So Did you? Okay. Sometimes a 3.8 cannot be the worst thing in the world. <laughs> Yeah. But I mean it's it, it is what it is. Like you're watching it because you want to see a bunch of people get massacred and like sure. somebody do something stupid and somebody say some funny thing and Yeah. You want like those those are your expectations to be met, so <laughs> Right, uh, yeah. But yeah, I don't yeah. I don't know. Again, like I said, I I have a chip on my shoulder with, with remakes and a lot of people talk me right. into watching them and sometimes I go, Yeah, okay, I enjoyed it but it's it's like um I don't know. I, I, I just like the fact that if they were going to just leave a movie alone and do something brand new. Because, mm-hmm. and I get it because of people that, that haven't seen any of those movies or whatever, uh, they want to modernize it and make it fun or, or update it and stuff. But I'm like, man, but just go back and watch the old ones and then watch something new that they're creating today. But again, yeah. that's, that's yeah. me personally. Uh, but yeah, I don't think I've seen any of the other ones like the, the James Cameron one or the... Mm-hmm. The old 3D one from yeah. 2010, so I'll have to check those out sometime. Yeah, I like the, um, the I think the second one is called uh, Piranha 2, The Spawning, and I think uh, that's the one with the, you know, they're mutated and they're flying fish or they're mm-hmm. flying piranha now, and yeah, it's the same thing, so it's the same regurgitated storyline, but it's up, you know, it's, it's kind of cool with like, uh, it got yeah. more vicious, more, you know, the kill, the body count went up further, and James Cameron directed it too. So there's at least a few of them that we can keep them going against Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies. Yes, yes. Uh, I guess, I don't know, did, did you have any uh, any major dislikes of this movie or anything that really bothered you or The only like thing that? that bothered me, the only thing that would, yeah, the only thing that bothered me was pretty much how it was edited a little bit and how it was a little choppy to the sense mm-hmm. of the beginning of the film where, like you said, with the characters, yes, the, the two, our two main characters, they did flow together eventually but it was like way too fast way too um right. strange in a, in a sense other than that as far as like the long elongated um attack scenes that were just on loop it almost seemed like it was on loop like it was just they used every bit of footage mm-hmm. every every angle that right it that's, a little that's probably that just way. budgetary exactly they, exactly. That, so. they probably like hey we have to have an hour and a half movie let's let's mm-hmm. let's just loop this here and you know, add another 10 minutes to the film so, but yeah, but <laughs> I agree. The the pacing is weird because not even just between the the main between Paul and Maggie, but the yeah. like even the army like they so you know they go downstream, they get to the dam, they stop them from opening the dam. It's like, I need to use the phone, and then like five minutes later, a hundred army trucks show up. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. And then so they you're just supposed like, to headcanon that, yeah. And they they of course have the the female doctor who's just saying oh no this is this is ridiculous piranha can't do this and can't do that and then they throw a cow leg in the water it gets devoured immediately yeah and then they're like okay now you know all these government secrets about these piranha that we made so we want you to join our piranha capturing team (laughs) i'm like what the fuck is going on like yeah (laughs) it was just like like the plot kept moving so fast and into different things where it does feel like they tried to fit too much stuff in because there's the summer camp part there's the taking the raft down the river part there's the yeah. fucking military part there's 
Dick Miller is the mayor planning his his other thing, and then there's a government conspiracy between the the military and Dick Miller to mm-hmm. like not let the information of the. So there was just so many. There's so many. Like, ah, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And as uh, and we mentioned that Joe Dante directed this film. Um, right. He didn't. I don't think he wrote it. I don't think he had an attendant. But you know, I think what happens is like you have someone like Joe Dante who is a stickler for detail and loves how to tell a story and then you probably right. have this written complete uh you know script of all of these little things and then you got mm-hmm. some and then you got like of course an hour and a half to fill and some mm-hmm. things just get like i said movies are made and or made or broken in the editing room you know what i mean sure. so joe like i said credit to joe dante for doing all these things like bring in all that stuff that was written but in the editing room they just chop the hell out of it and it does show um and again, some people can argue with me and say, well, that's why they did a remake. You know, they want to remake the film because then it can hold up to the, uh, I guess, the original spirit of the film. And I, and I do agree with that. Um, mm-hmm. But at the same time, I guess yeah, we'll see you when we get to that one. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I didn't have too many other problems other than just some of the pacing or like things. And I, I forgot to mention about how the, the police were also like, on <laughs> yeah, the take ticks. from from them as well so <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah but yeah please I, yeah they don't there uh, was just a lot going on in a good and spotlight some of the effect work was spotty early on but i feel like they saved it all for the end and towards yeah. the end there was a lot better stuff you got to see at least you know the, the piranha as tangible puppets that were mm-hmm. attacking things even though they kept reusing shots and you got to see bodies that were chewed up yeah. and shit and that stuff was pretty rad yeah yeah um, oh and then the one part at the end so when when they have to go and poison the water is basically the the solution to everything in this fucking movie is like oh how do we stop this <laughs> oh we'll just poison the water how did they stop before they poison the fucking water it's like what's with poisoning the fucking water but right so they have to they have to go and release this shit to poison the water and that's supposedly going to kill the piranha and when they get to the station they find this underwater and he says all right i can only hold my breath for a hundred seconds so i'm going to tie this rope around my waist i'm going to swim down there open the valve to let the poison gas out into the water and then after it hits 100 then just just fucking floor it and pull me out of there because i won't be able to hold my breath any longer right and i I might be dead from the piranha eating me but at least i'll open the thing and possibly escape so we actually were watching it and we're like man this seems way longer than a a minute and 40 seconds of time so we went back and timed (laughs) the whole thing out and it's almost exactly three minutes of the time that she's counting to 100 (laughs) It's like a three-minute runtime. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah. The movies, movies always do that where it's I, I, like it's one of those things. They go, "We got five seconds left before the bomb goes off," and it's like yeah. three minutes later. You know, I know. <laughs> I'm going. This is the longest 100 seconds ever. And it, we went back and checked the time code, and it was just over three minutes, or right around there, basically. So it was just kind of a yeah. Funny I wonder thing what goes discovered. on. No, it's yeah. It is funny because it's a good point. I wonder what like. Yeah, the, when they're editing the film and stuff like that and like yeah i wonder if anybody's well, gonna call this out i guess it, what it is is like you're going back and forth between him yes, and yeah. her yeah so potentially they could be at the same times as each other <laughs> and you're just seeing right. it's like going backwards and showing you five seconds earlier where he was yeah exactly but that was a cool scene though because he went under and the piranha just started fucking ripping him up and he's yeah. gotta he's gotta fight through the piranha biting him to cut it open and then she pulls him out of there yeah, biting his face up, and it, yeah, and, uh, I just I loved it. I loved it. And then it left, of course, with, with a, a downbeat ending because then they were like, "Oh, I think we killed them all." But <laughs> it does also 
drain off of here into the ocean or whatever. <laughs> Somehow right. there was a way for them to get to the ocean from this lake, but then they just showed like a right. giant shot of the ocean and then played the sound over the top. So. Yeah, isn't that great? Like those are those there. exactly those are those. Again, I think that's the kind of stuff. The intro, the the, mm -hmm. the type of like slasher intro, and then you have that um, ending. I think that's what makes movies for me uh, fun, especially right. in the horror genre in the '70s and '80s. I thought it was kind of like real, real just over the top. They didn't have to explain it to the T, where they get so scientific that it's unbelievable, right? They just, I mean, it's straight to the point. These are mm -hmm. genetically engineered, and eventually they're going to make it to the ocean because even though there's a dam. In the on the map, they had a complete different, like huge lake that went around yeah. and connected it to the other side. And they're like, piranhas are stupid. They don't know that to, to go around things. They're gonna go yeah. forward, and we're gonna trap them. <laughs> so yeah, they don't know how to uh, go upstream. Yeah. So I don't know. It, yeah, you know, you watch it, and uh, not every movie needs to be picked apart. I guess uh, you just kind of like, okay, that's fine. Just go with sure, it. Sure. Yeah. So why don't we rate this sucker? Sure. Uh, what did you think of this one? Where'd you have it? I have it at a six and a half. Uh, I, li I, I like this movie. I like it a lot. Um, it brought back a lot of, you know, like early memories for me for horror movies and, and everything in general. But uh, um, six and a half is a good score for me because mm -hmm. it's it's actually not terrible. It's not, besides the, like I said, the plot holes and the over overacting on certain parts of it or, or just kind of dumb yeah. scenes, you know, it's still a very fun movie where I think a lot of people, you can walk in their house and say, hey, have you seen the movie Piranha? They're like, yeah, I've seen it. So, and of course it, it's, it stems off the success of Jaws uh, sure, yeah. and everything. And uh, yeah, so I mean, yeah, six and a half for me. Nice. I have it at a seven out of 10. Cool. And I was... I would say the the first half of the movie before we get to before you get to the two big massacres like the summer camp and mm -hmm. the resort or whatever the the big thing that that Dick Miller orchestrated, Mayor Dick Miller. Um, before those right, two right. scenes, it was probably in more of the five and a half to six range for me because mm -hmm. there was just okay. these little bits of you know barely seeing any of the piranha and. Just showing like kind of the shadows or like the water all of a sudden fills up with a bunch of air bubbles and and mm -hmm. red paint or whatever. Right, right. So it was like, okay, well, this is pretty cool, but it's it's not it's not great. And then you get those two huge massacres, and I'm okay. This brought it way up for me. So yeah. So yeah, right. it came way up after the two big massacres to a seven. But yeah, a little bit not necessarily boring, but just felt um, you know awkward and and not yeah not. Um, well put together not like timed out well or whatever that we were saying right the, the, the way that the plot structure is and the way that it bounces around and stuff but then you know you're, you're basically waiting for the big payoff with it yep that, that's a, it that's a weird slow burn right it, it, exactly <laughs> like i was gonna say it's not it's a slow burn but it isn't at the same time because the kills come right away and they come very and they come frequent you know it's like you got mm -hmm. the, the the kid and the dad in the canoe then you have um Oh, there was one before. Oh, uh, the old man on the um, on the dock, on the, yeah, on the dock that got his legs bit, you know, chewed. Yeah, off that actually and, looked pretty metal too. He, his yeah, when they when they found him on the shore and it was just like skeleton legs. Yeah, exactly. So you get this buildup of of it of it happening and stuff, and uh, you know, again, the payoffs, the the the, res the resort when it became under attack, and when you had at the end of all the bodies on the sheets, it was again high body count. Um, and yeah, man, those those damn fish, and those sounds. Those mm -hmm. sounds are haunting. 
Right. I think I think they used real footage, some of it, like real footage of Piranha under, you know, in the uh, of tape that they had, because okay. there were some that was, I mean, they were, it was, it was, it was real, not the ones that they were attacking people, of course, but like just the kind of stock footage of them, you know, sprouting out in the uh, in the river and stuff. And if you if you go to YouTube and um, look at Piranha, it is I almost identical. They throw a piece of meat in there, and it is like chaos. It's like you mm-hmm. know nuts friends you know feeding frenzy in, in big time so they obviously did their homework on on how they act how piranhas would would feed and all that stuff but yeah i believe there was some stock footage used in this film uh, right right but very briefly but yeah i mean just just a good job all around yeah that's a lot of fun and it it, it definitely is a cool summer movie it's, it's yes, short it is yep it's fun it's got recognizable characters here and there it's got mm-hmm. you know kind of recognizable scenery um sort of a Jaws ripoff, so it's like... Sure. It's like if you already watch Jaws and you're like, I kind of want something like Jaws. <laughs> yeah. Like Piranha. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, there you go. Like I said, and Joe Dante did it. I mean, the guy's, you know, early work. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and again, Mr. Futterman's in it. <laughs> he plays the mayor right. from Gremlins, you know. You got a bunch, of, uh, a bunch of kinky piranha that are swimming around eating ass. There is so much boobs in this movie too. I love yeah. it. And not, I mean, sometimes accidental. You know, it's like you see there's there's tons of uh, of chest shots yeah. from the beginning. That's, I like the the <laughs> random one of of Maggie or yes. weed girl. Yeah, she opens her. Tr- yeah. Opens oh, her that shirt was the other thing. Yeah, that was that was so funny to me. Was there was so much disrespect for the law in this movie? There was, there was. Yeah, it was like they get brought in by the military, then they break out of a military base, steal a military truck. Yeah, get stopped by the police, get arrested by the police, assault a police officer, break out of jail, steal a police car. <laughs> like I know, I know. They started the whole thing by breaking into a military base <laughs> <laughs> that was clearly padlocked, and she just smashes the lock off of the gate. That and they and when they got into the, like the lavatory, she felt this cup of coffee. It's still warm. Let's still snoop around and and like know. you know what the hell. I'm like, like even if they don't die from piranha, these people are totally going to jail for like 40 years. Yeah, and they get offered a job. See, that's I know. How, that's, how, <laughs> that's how this works. I have no respect for the law <laughs> in this movie at all. I know it was great. And it was so funny to me because they're like, hey, let's now knock out the police officer and steal the police car right oh i was i was dying at some of that stuff was so funny yeah yeah i think almost unintentionally funny and that's what makes it funnier that's i think that's what it is because like nobody dares to make movies like that today right like that kind of attitude uh, or or anything like you know oh you know unless they're doing it like like in your face like winking at the camera right 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 um okay wackity schmackity i just broke out of jail (laughs) Exactly. <laughs> smackety, smackety. That should be the title of this episode. Um, <laughs> oh, but yeah, they they always like in especially like in the eighties eighties movies, they always treat law enforcement like dumber than dumb people. Like they are the dumbest people in the world. You know what I mean? Uh, very easy to oh, yeah, do. Yeah. Very easy to swindle. Very easy to bribe. Uh, they don't do those that kind of stuff today because it's not a true representation, of course. But like I said, in the '80s, they just mm-hmm. they didn't care. They did. They were like, "Nope, police officer got you." Ah, just you know, bribe them or whatever. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty funny. All right. Well, I think that is a pretty good uh, coverage of that, and that was fun that we both kind of got to yes. knock that one off the list as well. Yes. Yes. So 
we're going to take another break here. We'll come back to talk about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre from 1974. to talk about our second and final movie of the night which is the original texas chainsaw massacre a movie that uh, has been mentioned on the show before and we talked about a little bit in the upfront how it was my number one horror movie yes still basically sitting at that spot yeah and uh, just something that is generally pretty well loved among horror fans yeah it's a and staple I think f- for the most part yeah most people have seen this one um I actually, so I'm not sure. I think I had seen this, you know, when I was young and I had talked about this before on the show that I Mm -hmm. went through a whole phase of not really watching horror movies for a long time. Right. And then it was one of the first things that I watched when I started getting back into horror. I don't know, whatever it's it's been. I'm so bad about this kind of stuff. Five, (laughs) six, seven years ago, something like that. Sure, sure. And watched it and was like, wow, this is actually kind of not what I expected it to be for, uh, you know, the age and, and mm-hmm. kind of the hype and what you would think about it, I guess, what your preconceived notion would be of the movie. Yeah. yeah. And they just ended up kind of rewatching it a bunch of times and really fell in love with it. Yep. Um, and unlike the other movie, everything, for the most part, sort of fits together really well to be not, like, that unbelievable of a story, I guess, mm-hmm. to where it, it makes it something... I hate to say, you know, it makes it like scary because I don't, I don't like get scared by movies necessarily, oh, sure. but something that makes it more believable or more yeah. of a, a thing that you could see happening to somebody. Oh, absolutely. This is uh, uh, something, yeah, it's like, I think the, the scary part is the reality of the, of the film. Uh, mm-hmm. Unlike Piranha, yeah, Piranhas do exist and you, you dive into a pool of Piranha, you'll get eaten alive, right? But this takes... Um, uh, you know, being sadistic at a whole new level, right? This is uh, 
This is a movie I did watch this when I was little, and this is one of those movies where people told you not to watch it, and you went to your friend's house and watched it anyway. Nobody cares. That's what we did. And um, I, uh, I had a, like growing up watching the Texas Chainsaw was like a guilty uh, fascination with it because it was so real to me. It was so dirty, gritty, you know, bloody, of course, and and just frightful that this shit can happen outside. This is the, the stuff that your parents warn you about. Don't go outside. You're going to get, you know, uh, this is the stuff that happens. But in uh, early 70s or mid 70s when this movie came out, it, it's, it totally shows on screen how how raw the movie is. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Right. And like you well, can right, smell and... the movie through the film. Like you could smell like yes. how, how ugly it is and, you know, in a good way, you know? Yeah. It's like it's viscera the movie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, a hundred percent, man. Like, like um, every time I would describe the uh, Texas Chainsaw or talk about it, even people who haven't seen it, are like, oh yeah, you know, I've seen slashers. I'm like, it's not really a slasher. This is like, no. um, a, 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 you know, just a torturous journey that kills people at the end, and and, and especially like you know, there's like some psychological things you get into with the family, mm-hmm. right? And and Leatherface, and I, I think. We'll get into the ending, but I think Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original, has the most, uh, has the best ending I've ever seen in, in a horror film. Mm-hmm. Uh, it stands out to me the psychoticness of it, the family, how how deranged they are, and yeah. uh, <laughs> I just, it's just one of those things you could just start talk about it all day long, and then like me talking about it right now, I want to watch it again. That's how impactful Texas Chainsaw has always been for me. And a yeah. lot of people is like, I just watched it. Oh, uh, we talked about it. I want. I'm. I'm dying to see it again now. You know, uh, it does. Sure, yeah. You know, stand the test of time. I. I think. Well, and I, f- and I feel like even the characters, mm-hmm. like they all look like what they should be. Like the yes, yes. You know the the people that are that are just traveling, the road tripping friends. Mm-hmm. Like they're you know they're good looking people, but they're not these like over the top beautiful mm-hmm. people. Yeah, and then the actual people playing the bad guys are like kind of weird, fucking demented-looking people. <laughs> exactly. And you know, like no offense to them, but <laughs> they're fucking not look good-looking people. So right, right. You're it just right. adds to the <laughs> the effect where you know you make them a little bit dirtier and yeah. throw some weird clothes on them, have them act strange. It fucking it works perfect. Yeah, and I don't know if it was the it was the time. Like I said, you know, Toby Hooper did this. One of our favorite directors. Um, mm-hmm. And it's like one of those things, like I heard a lot of people talk about this film and they go scene by scene and do everything. But I want to know how much of a reality of filmmaking back in the 70s was uh, a forced aesthetic, if if you know what I mean. Like, is this something that they just like got these people through and, you know, hey, this is what you do. But um, today's day and age, they dare let a bead of sweat roll down anybody's chin without makeup and, you know, their hair straight in place and make Mm -hmm. sure the lighting and the angles are perfect so they can sell their perfumes and all that stuff. And back then it was like, and, and I know this is a horror film and it was low budget. And it was like, not a lot of people, uh, it's not a blockbuster. What I'm saying, it's not that type of movie whenever it was right, right. built to be that. But at the same time, the seventies had such a gritty, uh, texture to it that when some, you know, they didn't care if you know, your actors are sitting there with, you know, pity, pit, you know, uh, sweat pit stains, Mm-hmm. On all of them sitting in the van, and and Franklin was in a wheelchair. That was awesome. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, 
I love the fact that they kept him in a wheelchair and it was hard. And it was like that maneuverability was was it was hard to to film, I guess. And but the it was just raw and uh, they just today's day in this today's cinema doesn't have it. It just doesn't have it. Doesn't have that where sure if this was plucked out of history and filmed and somehow was a film. No, this it didn't look like it was a movie. Is what I'm trying to say. This was just mm -hmm. like you know you're peering into this event that happened and you're following along, like you said, you're following along these believable characters because those were everyday people, you know, and they come across yeah. these these hillbilly guys that were demented and there are some people today that look like that in real life, you know. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> it wasn't uh, uh, where again with the remake of Texas Chainsaw and I hate to compare it to because they really put supermodels in place like really over the top let's throw under boobs let's show midriff let's show all this stuff like over the top and make sure the lighting is perfect so you can sell sex appeal which the first one yeah they were good looking people but it wasn't about that you know right that's my rant on on that so <laughs> no i i think you're you're kind of hitting on a lot of the points that um, a lot of people have already covered this movie and, yeah. and talked about scene by scene and, and how things were created. And, you know, everyone knows the story of how they had to sit around in their dirty clothes and the meat was rotting and the place actually mm -hmm. smelled and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, there was a couple of things that I thought might be fun to talk about sure. just sure. within the movie. Because obviously we're not going to really have many things to say about our dislikes. And right. And our likes are basically everything. So. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> uh so uh, I want to talk about in the van scene mm -hmm. when they pick up the hitchhiker and he, you know, goes through the whole thing where he cuts himself and he cuts Franklin and yeah. does all the crazy shit in the van. They throw him out when he fucking lights the picture on fire. But so he gets out and he wipes his blood on the outside of the van. Yes. And then they go down the road and then they end up at the gas station where which we don't know at the time, but it's actually, they're all supposed to be brothers. And right. so the oldest brother, the old man is working at this gas station, serves barbecue. Mm -hmm. Now we were trying to dissect this. Like does, does him putting the blood on the van market to be like, mm -hmm. Hey, these people are good victims. Take them. Or is it just him being a spazzy asshole and being like, <laughs> I'm just going to fucking leave my mark on you and do whatever. Like if he could have, pulled his pants sure. down and shit on the side of the van he would have done that like basically he's just messing their shit up however he can like do you think it was intentional yeah, yeah. So that, for that one reason or the other at, you know what i always thought it was intentional right i always thought there was a reason why he was doing that and he, and he marked it and stuff and the brother mm -hmm. when he came to that gas station whatever but he did tell him not to go down that road like mm -hmm. you don't want to do that you don't want to do that well no, yeah that yeah, you know that's the thing that fucks me up is because exactly then he throws it off <laughs> And it may be, and maybe he already knew that the the this our travelers' minds were already made up, and he was just kind of like ah playing it off a little bit. But um, there's got to be something to that, right? There has to be something to where, yeah, he marked it so the brother could send him on their way to be killed. Um, mm -hmm. But I always love that scene with the hitchhiker being that demented and and they're you know cutting himself and showing him pictures and I don't know, maybe just I, I, I chalked it up to yeah. like. Because we kind of came the, to the uh, conclusion that I, I think he was just just that he's such a psycho. Dimension. Like I said, if he could have yeah. if he could have pulled a turd out of his ass, he would have wiped that on the window too. Absolutely, he would have. And I but think he didn't I have think to. If, yeah, the longer he <laughs> waited, I think he would have done that. Like seriously. Yeah, yeah. Um, but because like, it, it, yeah. it feels like he didn't it he didn't want them to get involved. It was more like and eh, just to like kind of stay out of our business. That's and I think that's the whole and premise then, of the movie and why it works so good is that. 
the family didn't seek victims. Right. They, they just like it's like one of those things where they came into their territory and then what happened to them is what happened to them and they asked they're yeah, demented yeah, but they, yeah but they're out there in the world doing their thing and um and that's why this is the that's one of the points that I say that it's more believable that you know there's there's a few sick people in that family but not all of them were demented because mm-hmm. there's a scene later uh, when they're torturing the girl when they kidnap her and they're at the table. And the grandfather yeah. comes in. Well, that same brother, the one that was at the gas station or the the barbecue, he had a look on his face like, "You guys are fucked up," <laughs> you know, like, like I told you not to, like, I don't like what you guys are doing. And then the brothers were getting on his case, like, "Shut up, you're you, you yeah. know, we do all the hard work anyway." And so there was some of that um, dissent in in the in the family itself, which mm-hmm. which I always appreciated. So i'm gonna say in my head i think that um i don't think he marked the van i think he was just deranged the hitchhiker and yeah be- just because of that scene of of the one brother at the at the, the station saying don't you know just be on your way don't even bother with that so yeah right i mean it's, it's up for debate really well right because it i think that's what i think is it is is like it unintentionally became a thing where people could debate if it was one or the other mm-hmm because you could even say, well, you know, well, they went there, but the the older brother isn't really that into it, and felt like, right. oh, well, we already we already have some meat, and I don't need <laughs> right. any more right now. And there's there's a bunch of people, so it's harder to process than if it's just like one person. So maybe you sure. know, because because the hitchhiker is just a psycho. He's like, yeah, kill these motherfuckers, right, right. And then they got there, and he's like, ah, fuck, it's like. Like yeah, all these people, uh, I gotta kill like five of them. It's, you know what I mean? That's a lot more work than just kill one person <laughs> at a time. Yeah, we're just gonna throw it out. We're just gonna throw the meat out because we're not gonna get to it all. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. They probably don't have good freezers. I mean, no, it was, no. You know, the 70s yeah. and they're out in the middle of nowhere. They don't have phones and shit. Exactly. Yeah, and if, like I said, well, they it, did it, make, he made a comment about the electricity. It was like when he got out to the, the shop and then he runs back in and he's like, oh, I gotta turn the damn lights off. The electricity bill is enough to drive a man poor. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> there you go. Because they're, they're keeping all those freezers of, of meat. Yeah, so he maybe the the hitchhiker did mark them. Yeah. But then he was like, nah, fuck this. Like, that kid's an idiot. I'm not doing this. <laughs> well, again, because of the of his attitude later on in the film where he was just like mm-hmm. looking at his brothers like, uh, like he was like trying to laugh with them and he couldn't. If you know, yeah, if yeah. Like he's in that background. Yeah, they play like, that up pretty well. Yeah. Yeah, and and like I said, you it there it is too. It's like it's up for debate, and it could that's what. He's definitely a little fucked up though, because he like he oh, yeah. pitched the broom handle, and he's poking her, and he's laughing about <laughs> it. Yeah, but he's not. He's like, oh, don't don't yeah, don't yeah. worry, you're you're gonna be fine, you're gonna be fine. And then he like yeah. jabs her a bunch of times, and she screams, and he laughs, and he's like, oh, that's that's the, you know, just just calm down, nothing's gonna happen to you, you'll be okay. Right. And then he like jabs <laughs> her again, it. and yeah. she screams, and he laughs. <laughs> Yeah, he's demented, but remember the other <laughs> brothers told him, it's like, you don't kill these people, like, you don't do the dirty work right. we do kind of stuff, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and of course we would we would be we would uh, be remiss if we didn't mention the funniest part of the whole movie when he comes home and he yells <laughs> at him for the fucking door being all chopped up. It's <laughs> <That's>, always been <laughs> a family right. favorite scene. When he comes I home, know. he's all pissed off at the yeah. at the hitchhiker guy, and he's calling him a, a half-wit or whatever. He's beating him with the broom handle and shit. Yeah, yeah. And then he, he comes in the house and he's like, Look what your brother did to the door! Look what your brother did to the door! <laughs> exactly. That's, it's <laughs> the greatest demented family ever. I know. But, uh, yeah, there's just so much fun. Uh, the other thing that I wanted to bring up is 
the I don't know if I heard too, ma too many people mention this, but when they leave the gas station, they go to the house that used to belong to their grandparents, mm -hmm. and they're they're you know just checking it out and stuff. Now they don't actually say how old Sally and and all of her friends. I forget all their names off the top of my head, but you know they don't say exactly how old they are. But I assume oh. maybe early twenties at the at the latest. They they look like they're in their thirties. Um, right. But what they're supposed it, to be, I think you're right. Like, like, uh, was it Sally and Franklin? Right, our brother and sister. Right. Yeah, so Franklin's like maybe, early twenties. Maybe like, I, maybe like twenty-five at the oldest. I, I would say. I would say, I would, but I maybe think even that's younger. Yeah, yeah. But so when they're in the house, she was like, "Oh, I got to stay here once when I was eight. So right. if you go back, that means that you know, fifteen years ago, basically, the house was functioning and operational, and now. It's right. in that state of, of, of disrepair. And I'm like, yeah. man, that is like a rapid deterioration of a house in like 10 to 15 years to where it was like trees were growing indoors in the house. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I mean, but there was bones, right? There was like, I think um, maybe it was vacant and like the vagrants got to it or the family got to it or something. or Yeah. Um, and just kind of used it as their uh, maybe animal killing ground. But yeah, you're right. It was like. I mean, I know the house was like so shitty for how long they were trying to say like because they were saying that, you know, the grandpa and grandma died like, I don't know, not even that long yeah. ago. So I'm like, man, this house is, yeah. is fucking wrecked. There's like no windows. There's trees growing indoors. Oh, there's yeah, like there's trees. Is, they're like the walls are just like crumbling. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. They go walk right. The watering the holes all dried up. Like, yeah. Yeah. It looked it looked pretty bad shape for only being like a few years abandoned. Yeah. I think they just found a house nearby, and they're like, "This is gonna have to work." That's Whatever, it. we'll fucking we'll just say it's yeah. Because mem because remember, Franklin knew the house like more than uh, Sally did. Like mm -hmm. he was like, "I remember this, and I remember all this stuff," and um, so I assume that he was older than her. <laughs> and they they go down to the watering holes all dried up, and they're like, <laughs> "How the hell did Franklin ever get down here?" And like, I maybe know. someone carried him when he was little. And they're like, "Franklin was never little," he says. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I love it. But yeah, that's pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, I guess what are, you know, there's some, a lot of iconic scenes in this movie, but. Sure, sure, sure. What are, you know, maybe one or two of your absolute favorite scenes? Sure, man. From um, the movie or, or like the things that really stand out to you? Yeah, besides besides the hitchhiker, right? That whole, the, the van scene. Um, mm -hmm. Le Leatherface's intro when he grabs. Yes, yeah. When he, yeah, when he grabs and slams the door behind her. Like behind him, and, and it pulls her into his uh, chamber. That mm -hmm. right there, when she was like running outside, and he comes, grabs her, and that oh god, that's just a great, like iconic, of course, you know, horror scene of all time. And then of course, yeah, the, the one-two of like the guy comes in and he just sledgehammers him, and he's all twitching. Yeah, and then yeah. the girl comes looking for him, and then she goes to run away. Yep. And there's that that scene and of he grabs her. of him on the porch grabbing her on the waist. The people have made like Valentine's Day memes and stuff. Yeah, with that, that, with that is, like, like I said, <laughs> yeah, and she, he, you know, he, in the whole leather face grabbing her, pulling her through, you know, dragging her through the, the kitchen into the, the thing, and he's slamming the door. Um, yeah, it's so awesome. That's, that was probably my favorite scene of the entire film, and of course, Leatherface's dance at the end, in the sunlight. Like, yes. I, I just, like, I want a poster of that, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, it's great, it's great. Those are the like two a, scenes, uh, anything Leatherface, yeah. You know what you need is is like a video projector wall, and <laughs> yeah, then just yeah. have it on like a ten second loop where it's just playing all the time. I love and it. High def on the wall. 
Yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> I mean, what what movie even to this day has that psychoticness or that, you know, with the killers dancing in the streets after the after the woman gets away and all that stuff mm-hmm. and it's like he's just having fun. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. This is great. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Uh what is Yeah, obviously the the whole the whole like first two kill sequence mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. is an amazing part. Um I love the part when you you get like the humanity of Leatherface where the third yeah, person yeah. comes into the house when when Jerry gets there and he takes him out too and then Leatherface has like his panic moment where he is just like having a breakdown and he's you know <laughs> right. wail, wailing and running around the house and looking out the <laughs> right. window and stuff. Yes, yes. And it's 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 that moment though that it it kind of gives you the perspective of well he's just He's confused, you know. He's he's a simple guy. Yep. He's maybe a little bit uh, slow and doesn't know what's going on. He's been taught to protect his home. These people are just all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. He probably hasn't seen three different people enter his house ever in his entire lifetime. Yeah, it's like and anxiety. All of a sudden, like the third, yeah. yeah, the third different person in a row entered his house, and he's like, "What in the fuck is going on here?" Yeah, that's the see it's, and uh, the the comparison. Remember when we were uh, reviewing. Um, or when we were talking to Matthew of Cat Sick Blues and that one mm-hmm. scene that he jumped on the hooker and after he killed her, he was pacing back and forth. I, I yeah, immediately yeah. went through to Weatherface and his panic yeah, and totally. kind of stuff. And yeah, it, and it's like, that is something um, to be said because again, wh- what I appreciate about uh, Texas Chainsaw and any other movie that does this where it puts a little bit more, not just, you know, evil driven, you know, I just kill, kill, kill. And there's nothing that stops me and I have no remorse or whatever. And it's just that mm-hmm. pure evilness. I'm like, well, I mean, that's, that's like written on paper. Cool. Okay. But when you, when you put some more, you know, things behind it, like, like I always said, you know, a family of murderers, I don't think so. I think there might be like one real psychotic murder in that family. Maybe some other ones that go with it. That go mm-hmm. that that help the family and stuff like that. I buy that more into like here's five people and they are all deranged and all from the same family and all sick and twisted and driven by evil. Blah blah blah. Um, yeah, yeah. I and to show that the maybe some torture things that Leatherface was going through. You know, even when they were torturing at the end, uh, he was flipping out mm-hmm. in that. Like I said, some not necessarily humanity, but maybe confusion and anxiety, not knowing what he's doing. Um, and you've seen Leatherface, right? The the uh, prequel to all this stuff. So yes. maybe there's some. I haven't seen it, and I've been waiting to watch it to, for a review of the show too. So mm-hmm. uh, I want to know if there's a little more to that. Like there's reasons why, you know, he dresses like a girl sometimes, and and you know, he's a, he's the, he's obviously the brute force of the family. He's there. He's the ones that you know just kills people and slaughters them. But he's also you know, the, he's the he's the one also who made a skin mask uh, out of victims too, and wears them, and you know, and uh, sure, yeah, this is such a great character, you know, mm-hmm. and he dances at the end. I love it. <laughs> uh, my my other favorite scene is actually going to be right before the chainsaw dance, mm-hmm. um, from the time that Sally breaks out of the house, and then they come chasing after her, and the hitchhiker has his, his razor blade and he's just like oh. slashing her back over and over and over again and she's trying to get away and it's so yeah. brutal and it's it's very subtle but you're like oh my god like that is is like yeah. horrifying that she's just getting slashed over and over again yeah then you go into the the truck pulling over after <laughs> it runs the dude over 
Yeah, yeah. Which is also amazing. I love it. And then you get the the great scene of uh, the the truck driver throwing the fucking wrench to hit Leatherface yeah. and, <laughs> and dropping him, and he cuts his leg. That's uh, right. So he it's, chains it's, all his leg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it just goes through this great range of emotions where you're like, oh my god, and then you're like, oh that's pretty funny, and then you're like, oh my god, and then like, oh that's pretty awesome. Like <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh man, you're you're talking about like some of the kills of this with the truck running over the hitchhiker dude. Um, the meat mm-hmm. hook scene when Leatherface throws the guy on the meat hook or the, the girl, girl on the meat yeah. hook. Oh yeah. god, that it still bugs me even though it's fake. It's like oh, there's a you know going mm-hmm. right there. Oh, and she's alive through yeah. the whole thing and yeah, that's it's just oh, some real good gritty. And um, the most uncomfortable scene is the when they're um, when they're torturing the girl at the end or you know uh, uh, Sally. Yeah, when she's just screaming and they're sitting yeah. around the table like laughing and howling and talking shit to her and yeah, I mean that's like psychological torture and in, in sure at its, at its best. Yeah, I also like that they're kind of not good at it, right? Like obviously they're they playing with her. Just, yeah, yeah, they could have just like killed her and done whatever. But then like, oh no, we gotta like have the old man smash her head and then <laughs> right. fucking do this and that and then she ends up breaking out just because they're kind of they morons. They took too long. Yeah, they took too long. Yeah. I mean, the, the grandpa was awesome. I mean, that's the thing too. The, there's 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 actually like written characters. None of these characters in this movie are, are mm-hmm. mindless, just kind of throwaway characters. Everybody has like this backstory. You know what right. I mean? Like from grandpa to Leatherface to to Franklin, to even Sally, you know, to the hitchhiker. Everybody has this, like, long backstory and their character, actual characters, you mm. know, um, which comes into play with, you know, Texas 2 and, and moving forward and stuff like that. Um, but that's what it's, it's, it's one of those things that that's why it, it hit to home so much that, you know, watching it, it growing up and revisiting today, it's just, like I said, it just holds up so much because these are, like, comic book characters, you know, like, what the hell grandpa and he he's the best at it he takes the hammer he can't even grip the hammer right he's so old yeah that's great um the the only thing i could even say remotely like critical of the movie is just Mm. there's definitely a lot of continuity flaws and and technical stuff like that but yeah considering the time and the budget and everything it's like Mm -hmm. it's one of those things where you go oh yeah like yep it's clearly a, a flaw like when she jumps out the window and they show her surrounded by broken glass, and then they switch to the the shot of, of actual Sally, the, the actress that played her, mm-hmm. and there's no glass around her, and she yeah. gets up to run. Like, <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like silly stuff like that, but... Exactly. It's, it's like you can't really fault it just because of the fact that that's probably... The, they probably only had money to do that one time, so... Yeah, exactly. Like one take, that's it, move on. We, it's probably, it's probably going to be cut anyway, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, the, it's, it's hard, like, again, with little nitpicky stuff here and there it's hard pressed to really you know find anything that's like bad about the movie now i've heard people that don't like the movie just because of it being too too violent too uh i don't know violent for the sake of violence you know the torture scenes and 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 stuff like that yeah um i i get it to the point where people don't like when they just kind of like uh oh this it's just disgusting it's just like you know uh you know over the top whatever it's like yeah it, it is but it's like texas teeters on that line of, of going over the top right mm-hmm. and right at that line as soon as it starts like oh man i don't know if i could take anymore as a viewer it just, and it cuts and it, it goes to the next scene um yeah that, i mean that that would be the only thing that's like i don't really have any like major problems with anything in the movie 
you know. No. But uh, like I said, I've heard other people's complaints of that too. You know, where oh, that's just oh, and and a lot of people are confused of the state of the beginning of the film when it says based on true events, right? Or you know, these things happen. So mm-hmm. I don't know if you got to explore that at all. On uh, not really, no. Yeah, I haven't either because there's really nothing, def- you know, uh, definite about what took place. If it was based on something like, like maybe a, a you know, there was a murders that take place in a similar fashion as far as like one guy and and a hitchhikers or whatever it was, and they just took it and certain aspects of the film were true events. So mm-hmm. it's always confusing yeah, as, that way. As far as I know, I think. That was something that was just used for the sake of shock. The story, like it's yeah. not actually really. Yeah, it could be like based you know, on anything specifically. I, yeah. I think I've heard that there's like kind of a culmination of some people, but mm-hmm. I don't think that it. I think that that was more of like a, a plot device to yeah. add to the story or, or whatever, just a, a a thing to generate buzz about it. Yeah, yeah. Because I think that Toby Hooper has said that he didn't have. Nothing concrete. One, one specific like inspiration about it. Right, yeah. right, 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 right. Yeah. And and like I said, you know, and and Toby Hooper, which has directed some of my favorite films, this being one of them, of course. Um, well, we picked two great directors, Joe Dante and Toby Hooper, this week to uh, to dissect. So, um, yeah, man. I, I, I again, like talking about it. I, I want to watch it again tonight, right? That's and I just <laughs> got done watching it for like maybe the four hundredth time. So. Sure. Uh, well, why don't we give this one a rating? Sure. I guess just for the sake of a uh, technical yes. standpoint that we should rate it. But um, obviously, if it's my number one movie, then <laughs> I'm just <laughs> going to have to say that it's a 10 out of 10 for me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, it's a 10 for me. I think I've... Uh, it's it's not... It's funny because it's like, this is not my number one movie, but it's on my top five. And it's sure. one of those that will never get off my, my top horror list ever. Um, oh I, yeah, yeah. Even some well, of my top movies are not a ten, but this one's a ten. Yeah, and and in the same aspect, there's something like I guess I feel by the way that I will rate things is I could rate something as a number ten, but it not or a ten out of ten, but not be one of my ten favorite horror movies too. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Um, like a, like a good example would be that I, I always struggle between a few different like John Carpenter movies, and mm-hmm. you know most of those I would say are like nine and tens, but it's like. Which ones do I really like the best? Because I can't mm-hmm. have like four John Carpenter movies in my top ten. <laughs> I know, right? Because then it's kind of a little biased. It's like me with uh, um, trying to talk to people about like m- my favorite movies of all time, not just horror movies. And it happened to be like, you know, most of them are Steven Spielberg movies. But you kind of get in that yeah. <laughs> that little closet or uh, pigeonhole, and like oh, that's all you like. It's like, well, yeah. I mean, I like John Carpenter, and he just makes great movies. So yeah. But uh, I think that is a pretty fair rating. Yeah. To say, uh, you know, that it's it's definitely, it's weird because uh, I always explain to my son how, like, the rating scale works on IMDb. Because mm-hmm. he'll look up stuff a lot, too, as we're watching stuff. And he'll, he'll he's starting to kind of, like, do the connecting the dots thing that I do. Right, right. And he looks up something and he goes, oh, it must not be very good because it's only rated like a... I don't know, a 5.7 or a, a 6 or something. And right. I go, oh, well, if it's a horror movie and it's rated <laughs> a 6 on IMDb, it's probably fucking sweet. It's probably excellent. Exactly. Yeah. And then he's like, really, a 6? And I go, well, yeah, because you have to think of it as, you know, a, like a law of averages where yeah. half of the people are going to go on that don't, like, there's a bunch of people that don't like horror that are going to go on and go, fuck this movie. Mm-hmm. 
a bunch of people that like horror that are going to try and be, you know, smarter than they need to be. Right. Or be the edgy person that says, I hate this movie. Oh, right. And go on and go, oh, fucking, it's a one. It's the worst movie ever. I know. Well, and they'll then pick- a bunch of people like me yeah. that are going to put tens, so it falls <laughs> in the middle, you know? Exactly. exactly. It's an average score. And, and like I said, I've heard of people, um, horror fans and non-horror fans, that hate Texas Chainsaw because, A... Um, remember, I was at, when we did this uh, top ten. I actually asked the question, like, do you think people actually saw the movie? Like, do you, or is it just a bunch of hearsay? Versus, like, mm-hmm. uh, it's such a talked about movie, just like you know anything, you know any movie, uh, sure. or that's popular. It's such a talked about movie. Did they really take the time and watch it and actually watch it? And like I said, with the characters that were made and and how it was put together and just that emotions and how almost like where you can smell the movie through the screen when you're watching it. Um, you know, everything about it, uh, the dangers of the movie. It's like I, I sometimes I feel people fight it without actually watching it because it is like it's a stigma. It's a stigmata to uh, like something that's popular. Right. Uh, Texas sure, Chainsaw yeah. Massacre is a very, very popular film. But I just I think that there's a lot of people who who haven't really seen it that don't like it. You know what I mean? If that makes mm-hmm. sense. Uh, just for the sake of like, ah, I don't like popular films. It's like, well, I mean popular films are good and they're popular for a reason they're mm-hmm. you know they're who cares if it's mainstream like i like a lot of mainstream horror films but then i don't like a lot of mainstream horror films at the same time but but i'm not i will never not watch something because it's mainstream but i've, I've said that many times but um yeah there's there's like a love-hate relationship i think with texas i don't think anybody like oh it's okay you know yeah well not just to put one. it into perspective he he then looked up Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and it has a 7.5 out of 10. And he goes, oh, well, by that scale, then if it's a 7.5 out of 10, then that must mean that it's, like, basically, you know, a perfect movie or whatever. In our minds, right? In the yeah. horror world, it is, because it's, it's one well, of my... Because if you go to, like, say, for example, the Star Wars original trilogy, they're all, like, mid-8s. Yeah. Like, Indiana yeah. Jones. So, it's not that yeah. far off from that, really. Yeah, well, uh, here's... I'm going to detour a little bit here. See, there's Star Wars, and then there's everything else, right? Mm-hmm. Star Wars are, in my head, like, they're not even 10 movies. They're just, they're untouchable. And then you have every other movie that's ever been made. So, right. the, like, you can't first, you can't rank them in your favorite movies because they're just in their own exactly. separate category. Per, 100%. That's it. Like, the worst Star Wars movie is better than any movie ever made in the entire history of movies. So, <laughs> that's that's me being the ultra Star Wars fan, right? So, sure. Um, yeah and there's like certain movies like in the horror genre that like to me like frankenstein that is like no one's gonna beat frankenstein ever for me because it's such a powerful movie in my in my eyes Um, yeah but yeah all right well why don't we take one more short break here we'll come back and uh just give a quick outro with our plugs and stuff cool and we'll end the show and uh wrap this up
You won't survive the summer. I know you bitches gon' hate the shit. Get the fuck up out my way and shit. Give him hell 365. You would think I'm about to beg a bitch. Summer's over, it's a cold front. Trying to stop me is a witch hunt. Let me drop a little wisdom. Crack kills, you a victim. You a victim, you a victim. If I don't like it, then I switch. Uh, label tripping, so I switch. Uh, which one, which one? Bring the bag and it's done. Whoa, uh, you won't survive the summer. Look, yeah, uh, you won't survive the summer. Yeah, yeah, uh, can't stay alive much longer. Look, look, you won't survive the summer. to wrap the show up but before we leave we just wanted to kind of fill you in on some of our other stuff and just remind you of our social media and where to find us at uh, why don't we start with you marco and just kind of tell us what else you have going on besides hanging around here i know <laughs> you were doing your other podcast and you've been kind of a regular guest with another show too recently yeah, um, on the RLU, the Raw Live Unedited Podcasting Network, um, I've been a frequent guest on their Podcasting Dead, which is their Walking Dead, Fear the Walking Dead show. Um, that's a lot of fun because that's a show that I follow really dearly uh, from the comics to the show, and I know that you watch the show also. So um, I just did another guest spot for the Fear the Walking Dead mid-season premiere, uh, and I try to hop on to like some of the important Mm -hmm. shows like the premieres or the finales like that and have fun with uh with rich and ernie that run that show um so yeah i've been been doing that lately and of course with ernie i also have my star wars show that i host and run uh called the sarlacc digest the s-a-r-l-a-c-c and that's also on the raw live and unedited podcast network plus our own soundcloud feed and everything and that's uh again star wars centric show with we actually have a spinoff show now of that with one of our uh, our other co-hosts, uh, Chris, uh, a.k.a. Dart Dad. He does a Hoth Topic show, which is on our same feed, so you don't have to go searching for it. But uh, he breaks down a little bit more concentrated of what we talk about, broad generals, what's going on in the Star Wars world. We'll break down movies and comics and books, but he will break it down even further. So it's one of those mm -hmm. the things that's like cool to have a spinoff show from our show, you know. Um, but we're in the midst of doing commentary and breakdown of the movies. So I think we just finished episode two, Attack of the Clones. So we've been doing a sort of mystery science theater, but real lore breakdown too of, of the movies. So it's been a lot of fun. No, I've, I've actually been listening along with your, cool. your commentary split up. And it's kind of fun because I want to say I've only seen those movies one or maybe two times each. Mm, yeah. And it so it makes me want to go back and watch them again now. 
Yeah, it could like be... I, I, I know the movie enough that I yeah. can listen along and, like, follow it in my head. Yeah, sometimes like, we will, we'll, like, blurt out characters that we already assume everybody knows and, like, I mean, to the fullest of mm-hmm. alien races and ships and planets. And we just talk about it like it's second nature. And that's something that we have to try to get better at, like, explaining the scene and who is this guy and, and going on. But, uh, um... Yeah, if you, well, if anyone's listening to a commentary about the movie, they probably know... Yes. The characters for the most part, so... Yeah, 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 yeah. But, no, that's been fun. I've been checking those out. Well, cool, and man. And also with Chris's show. Yeah. And I talked about... I, I had talked to him briefly about having him come on to do mm-hmm. until the end sometime, which I think will be fun. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm going to tell him no Star Wars talk except talking about his podcast. Exactly. <laughs> his, his side his side topic can't be Star Wars as well. Nothing Star Wars. Yeah. 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 Chris can do <laughs> he it. He has to have a different topic. Yeah. <laughs> listen to each other breathe for an hour and a half. Yeah. But no, no, that'll be fun. All right. Um, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. And speaking of other raw, live, and unedited shows, I well, by the time this show comes out, it should already be out where I'm going to try and revive a show that Rich used to do called What's Worth Watching. Cool. I've been uh, on that too. Once a yeah. month, him and I will just kind of get together and suggest a few movies or he might throw in some tv shows but i don't watch tv shows right of just stuff that we wouldn't normally talk about on the show so um i suggested like three movies that were all not horror movies that i wouldn't have reviewed on the podcast anyways Mm -hmm. and we don't review them it's it's like a short one hour type of show right right where we just kind of mention it and say a little bit about it and Know, have uh, a brief conversation about the movie or, or those types of movies and we go on a few side tangents and there was a little bit of catching up involved because we hadn't talked to each other like talk talked in a while but right uh yeah that's gonna be fun hopefully that will be once a month and we're gonna take turns hosting and producing the show so the first one he did and the next one i will be the lead host and produce it cool um so that well by the time this is out that should already be out and it's on raw live and on the edited podcast network on all of your all of your podcatching apps, podcast aggregators, if you podcast will. Podcatching. That's good. I like that. Yeah. And then we also, by the time this comes out, probably our guest spot with Horror Mafia should be out by then, too. Yes. Which, uh, that's our pal Joey from one of the recent Friends Till the End episodes, his show. And uh, Marco and I are going to be joining him to talk about a couple of movies that we interviewed people on mm-hmm. our show. Can't wait. Uh, so that'll be fun and uh yeah we're well as we're recording this we're recording that show in a couple days but they usually put the shows out pretty fast i think cool and i don't put them out very fast so So we'll see (laughs) sometime around that same time check out horror mafia and look for marco and i on that nice and as far as everything else coming up we talked about all of our october stuff and we'll come up with something something interesting for a show in between and maybe possibly have another interview show too before then but during all the october stuff we'll put all the interviews and friends till the end shows and all that stuff on hold so that we can just focus solely on these movie reviews um but yeah i think that's about it so um yeah everyone just you know keep following along on itunes and stitcher and we're on google podcasts app and podbean and i'm sure other apps that uh, collect podcast i'm sure you can find us on tons of them yeah. a lot of these just you know steal the feed off of itunes or whatever so right uh so yeah uh, keep subscribed there rate us review us leave some feedback and uh you know jump in our, our facebook group page under will survive horror podcast and our instagram 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 i don't know what instagram is that's future 
Yeah. <laughs> gams, gams is like an old-timey word for legs, so it's insta <laughs> legs. I, I think that's yams. Yeah, check out the gams it? on that lady. <laughs> <laughs> that's old-timey talk. That's old-timey. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely don't find us on Instagram, so no, we don't have a page there. Not yet. But on Instagram, there's a Who Will Survive Horror podcast. And uh, yeah, stop by, drop a comment, or put something on our Facebook group or whatever. And let us know what you think. If you uh, if you listen to the part about our debate, or not necessarily debate, but the, the hitchhiker marking the van and you have your own opinion, then uh, go on and tell us what you think mm-hmm. on any of our social media. I might even make a post about it so everyone can kind of collect comments there. I'm interested to in hearing other people's if, yeah. they, if they thought that or what they think about it. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Cool. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for tonight. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you guys next time. Or we won't actually see you, but you will hear us the next time. Hear and I just you like next saying time. that because it's <laughs> yeah. Hear hear us next time, right here. <laughs> <laughs>